Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome into today's Believe It Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network, a loaded week of shows here on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast network. Of course, later on the week, we'll have Mike Espy and Shea Hodge giving their expertise on what they're going or what they expect coming in uh, to the game against Alabama on Saturday. Of course, that game kicks off at 2.30, televised on CBS. And, uh, you know, it was so funny. I, I talked to a lot of people yesterday about the, the line of the game opened at 12. I think it will come down to under 10 by, by the time kickoff. Game day not coming to, to Ole Miss, Alabama. They're going to TCU in Texas out in Austin. A lot of opinions about that. And if I could have told you in July that Ole Miss was going to be 8-1 and and hosting Alabama, you would have probably taken it. I mean, I would have taken it. And I didn't expect Ole Miss to, to be just a one-loss team. I, I expected Ole Miss to have probably lost one more. I, I talked that, you know, before we knew the, all the problems at Texas A&M, before we knew all the problems at Auburn, Right now, obviously, we're not surprised that Ole Miss is 8-1. As good as LSU is, they kind of got the ship rolling back right after the the loss to Tennessee. But I think if you look at this Ole Miss program now, it's in really good hands. And we'll talk about that in the second segment of the show. We'll also hear from Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin uh, the week of the Alabama game as he met with the media on Monday afternoon. Grateful for our sponsors today, Debbie Johnson. Debbie has been our real estate agent since the very beginning of football season, kind of at the end of the summer. And the stories that people have emailed and and direct messaged us that that Debbie has helped them has been really, really cool to see. In fact, I'm I'm looking forward to, to sharing some of those stories with you about some of the folks that have used Debbie as a real estate agent and just what she's been able to do for them. And it's not just the Oxford area. Remember, you can get a hold of Debbie to help you all across the state of Mississippi. She's with Kessinger Real Estate. She can be your real estate agent today. Just shoot us a direct message on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE or Believe in Ole Miss, and we will get you all of her contact information. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Awful grateful for our sponsorship partnership with Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Things are kind of wide open. Major League Baseball kind of coming to an end, but so much money is being bet right now with the NFL, with college football. Now you've got the NHL cranking back up. The NBA is getting rolling. College basketball is about ready to tip it off. Great opportunity for you at Bet Bet Online, 
where the game starts. We'll talk to you in the second half of the show. Take a time out and come back in just a moment. Excited about, once again, the shows coming up at the remainder or the back half of the week. The Mike, Espy, and Shea Hyde show has been a huge success. And that was kind of the brain trust of the Believe Network folks. And uh, it's been a big, big success because they bring an element of expertise in regards to playing in the NFL. Of course, they were former Rebels. They played against the teams that we kind of talked about. I thought the show prior to the LSU game was one of the better shows that we've had here on the network. I thought both, both Mike and Shea had some great expertise about what players could expect down in Baton Rouge. The fans were kind of on top of the field, and what you're able to experience as a fan was really, really cool. It's a nice viewpoint about as a player and what, you, what you're kind of looking for going into a game like LSU. In retrospect, we're going to talk about it. I'll go ahead and tell you now to get you ready. We're going to talk about the environment that Alabama's walking into. They've lost two games. We know that. An overtime loss to LSU. And then lost a game in Knoxville to Tennessee. Both those games on the road. By the way, just remember, there were very fortunate to get out of that Texas game in the very early part of the year. And also, Texas A&M had an opportunity to win that game over in Tuscaloosa, or at least make it very interesting. Nonetheless, there have been some games at Alabama has not looked like the Alabama of old. We'll talk to Shea and Mike about that, and uh, we'll get their thoughts. Also excited about welcoming in Drew DeArmond. Drew covers Alabama for ESPN Radio and also TiderInsider.com. Uh, Drew's got his ear to the ground on everything Alabama football. And uh, excited to, to, to visit with him because we've got a lot of the same questions we'll talk to Shea and Mike about. We'll talk to Shea and Mike. And also, Drew, where's this Alabama football team right now? I know you've seen the numbers just like I have. Alabama's only lost uh, back-to-back games a handful of times while Nick Saban's been in Alabama and only lost three in a row once. That was his very first year in 2007. This is uncharted territory for Alabama. They're coming into Oxford, and someone posed this question on Twitter. I don't know the answer to it. Maybe you do. If you do, shoot me a, a, a message at Brad Lugman COT. I, I'd love to know. When's the last time Ole Miss faced Alabama in Oxford? And Alabama was the higher-ranked team. Refra- let me rephrase that. Ole Miss was the higher-ranked team. I don't know if and when that's happened. Very well. It could have happened back in the 2000s with Eli. I don't remember. But that's it's definitely something that hasn't happened in quite a while. I'm very interested in the crowd. You know, we saw a huge crowd for the Kentucky game. The Ole Miss fans responded. They had the stripe out. The color's red, by the way, for the Alabama game on Saturday. But it's a great time slot. I've already put out there on Inside the Rebels an affiliate of 24-7 Sports and Rebs247.com. Middle 50s by kickoff. Not a lot of wind. No rain. It's football weather. And I expect the Ole Miss fans to absolutely turn out. And we'll talk about this again in the second half of the show. What's the future look like for this season for Ole Miss? Obviously, we know the games. We know that it's going to be, number one, you've got to get past Alabama. Number two, you've got to go on the road and face an Arkansas team that's got its back against the wall after it fell to Liberty at home, for goodness sakes. And then you've got Mississippi State, who 
who knows what Mississippi State team will show up. Will it be the team that was just blasted by Alabama on the road? Will it be the team that that played incredibly hard and beat Arkansas at home and beat Texas A&M at home and played really well? Will it be the team that showed up at home this past Saturday against Auburn and just laid an egg? I have no idea. I, I do expect Tennessee, uh, I'm sorry, Mississippi State to come into to Oxford and play hard. I expect them to play hard. They always do. And I guarantee you they've got this game circled. With good measure, Mike Leach is 0-2 as head coach at Mississippi State against Ole Miss. So I expect the Bulldogs to give Ole Miss all they want. That's three games that are not going to be easy to win. The days of just being bowl eligible, yeah, that's – those days are over with Lane Kiffin as his head coach. The days of getting to eight wins and maybe nine wins and making it to the Outback Bowl, yeah, this team's not interested in that. This team doesn't control its own destiny. It's going to have to have some help. But the Tigers of LSU are going on the road against Arkansas this weekend. They are less than a three-point favorite last I checked. That's not going to be a gimme. In Fayetteville, you don't think that Sam Pittman is going to have the attention of his team. I'm not saying Sam Pittman's coaching for his job, but I have a feeling that the folks on the Hill were not altogether pleased at the end of that game to see the Liberty Flames, who right now they're an independent, going to the Conference USA soon. Good team, I get it, but playing with like they playing with their backup quarterback, and they had so many injuries and. Arkansas just looked terrible. You don't think they'll be ready for LSU? And I'm not. A, I'm not about to just roll over and give that game to to LSU in Arkansas. And I'll be honest, I'm not ready to give Texas A&M to, to LSU just yet either. I know. I, I get it. But I'm not completely throwing in the towel for Ole Miss if it can win out. There's been a lot of talk that. Ole Miss can't do this, and Ole Miss can't do that. Well, they can't do anything if they don't win out. So let's go ahead and put that on the table. But why not make it interesting? Why not make committees have to start making some decisions? Why not be 11-1? Why not win the rest of your games? We'll hear from Lane Kiffin here in just a moment in the second half of the show right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Thanks again, everybody, for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. We're on all your major podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, and, of course, Spotify has been a, a big spot for us here lately. If you have any ideas or like to join the show, become a sponsor, just shoot us a direct message on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE. You can always shoot us an email at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com. Here's head coach Lane Kiffin and more about the SEC as we dive into what's Ole Miss going to have to do in the second half of the show right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network.
Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Five, five. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family, KessingerRealEstate.com. And Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662 662- 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, You never leave Ole Miss. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com. Join our team, become a member today. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganc-o-t-e. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
welcome back in to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. We'll hear from Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin in just a moment. I want to recap just a moment. I mean, what a weekend it was in the Southeastern Conference. You've got a team like LSU and Alabama going toe-to-toe before it finally goes to overtime in which every Ole Miss fan was pulling for Alabama. Only to have the Crimson Tide <laughs> lit all the Ole Miss fans down. But Ole Miss has an opportunity to, uh, to make some noise. It's going to have to have some help. And like we talked about in the first half of the show, I'm not just going to just roll over and give that A&M game and uh, that Arkansas game to LSU. Crazier things have happened. Don't give all out. Don't 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 give all your hope out just yet. And what about Cadillac Williams at Auburn? Took a team that was beaten and bruised, no direction whatsoever, and played uh, Mississippi State to the very end. The Bulldogs come away with a win uh, late in that game. Of course, that goes to overtime as well. Two overtime games: Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, and LSU. Has to be the first time in, in Alabama and Auburn history that both those programs lost in overtime on the same day. If, if if I'm missing something, please let me know. Can't remember that ever happening before. Kentucky comes away with a win over Missouri. And then Georgia just absolutely destroys Tennessee on CBS. And what about Texas A&M? And what about Arkansas and Liberty. Look at the A&M game. I just didn't see that one coming. I expected A&M to play much better at home, but Florida comes in and runs 41 points up on Jimbo's defense. 41-24. My goodness. A&M has really struggled this year. And what about Hugh Freeze and Liberty going to Arkansas? 21-19. And how in the world can we be in 2022 and not have a goal line camera straight down that you can zero in and see if the dude scores or not? Because I think if they had a, a, I think they had a direct shot that KJ Jefferson scores, but they didn't, and it benefits Liberty. Now the Hugh Freeze sweepstakes begin. Where does Freeze end up? A lot of things happening behind the scenes, I'm sure, with the SEC coming down the stretch run. The Rebels eight and one. You got Alabama coming in with two losses. Hasn't happened in quite a while, I can imagine. South Carolina withstands a Vanderbilt 38-27 to Clark Lee's team. I thought that was their best chance of getting a conference win. So it's going to be very difficult for the Commodores to get that conference win now. What a weekend in SEC football. Taking a look at this upcoming weekend, of course you've got Alabama, 7-2, coming in to face the number 11th ranked Ole Miss Rebels, 8-1. Well, number 10, I guess you could say now. Uh, depends on what where you're looking. Georgia goes on the road to face Mississippi State at 6 p.m. Missouri will face Tennessee in Knoxville at 11 o'clock. LSU will go on the road and face Arkansas at 11 o'clock on ESPN. Should Arkansas shock the world, can you imagine what Vaught-Hemingway Stadium would be like when Ole Miss and Alabama kicks off and they announce the score? Vanderbilt on the road to face Kentucky at 11 o'clock on SEC Network. And then South Carolina and Florida at 3 o'clock. Could be a sneaky good game in the nightcap. Will be Texas A&M on the road at Auburn, a 6.30 kickoff. So, looking at uh, the games, a lot of 11 o'clock window games. Missouri-Tennessee on CBS. 
LSU and Arkansas on ESPN at 11. Vanderbilt and Kentucky at 11 on the SEC Network. And then in the uh, 2.30 window, it's Ole Miss and Alabama. And then, of course, the 3 o'clock window is South Carolina, Florida. The night games, A&M, Auburn, Georgia, Mississippi State. I mean, you just don't know what you're getting each week now. You'd never know what crazy shenanigans might happen. But for the Rebels, it's pretty simple. you got to win. you just got to win every week and just let, let the chips fall where they may. And it will always work itself out. Here's Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin as the Rebels get ready for Alabama. All right, so um, obviously no game, game recap. It uh, was <clears throat> really good to see a lot of guys uh, back healthy for the most part. Obviously, we don't go into details on the individuals, but um, that's the best we've looked in a long time, probably since um, the beginning of training camp, to have so many guys out there moving around. So that was great. Uh, you know, glad to be coming back home. Extremely challenging opponent. You know, now we have the combination of <clears throat> elite players with elite coaching. Uh, and so, you know, this is the best of the best. You know, I texted Fine Mom on the way over here when I saw him, uh, his quotes, like he normally does, and says, you know, the Nick Saban dynasty is over and all that. And every time he says this, which I tell him, all he does is, you know, I call it like goat fuel, opposite of rat poison. You just like give him the goat fuel, which for him that works, and he goes and proves it wrong every time. So I really appreciate Paul saying that right after the game. I'm sure that was on his desk Sunday morning. So, you know, they'll, they're always ready to play. They always rebound um, over the years. And, you know, you're going to go play the best offensive player in the country and the best defensive player in the country. So, very challenging uh, situation. But glad to be home. Had a nice long home winning streak here. And, uh, you know, we obviously assume the crowd will be great. Questions? Clay obviously working for the Sabres for those couple of years. I mean, how different is he coming off a loss compared to coming off a win? I mean, we've all seen it, but you've been behind the scenes with him. What's kind of the biggest differences, and what did you notice kind of the most from him after a loss? Well, there weren't many of them. Uh, there were only three. There were only two regular seasons in three years, both Ole Miss. Uh, I, I thought he was phenomenal. You would maybe expect it to be the other way, like he comes in and, you know, everything's, you know, the end of the world, like some coaches do. Um, he does a really good job of addressing exactly what it was. And remember, guys, like Feinbaum's stupid statement, you know, dynasty's over. They've lost two games by two plays. They could Both games could win either way. Alabama makes the field goal at Tennessee and two-point gets stopped. Then they're number one, number two team in the country coming in here. So we're talking about two plays, two teams on the road in two of the hardest environments, over 100,000 people at both games uh, to play in. So this is a great team and um, and best coach to ever do it. Lane, I know building on quality depth has kind of been an emphasis these last few off-seasons for teams like Alabama who obviously have that sort of depth. Does this team feel better equipped for teams like Alabama than maybe your first couple teams? Um, 
I don't know. I still think we have depth issues, especially as the injuries were mounting. We certainly did. They've showed up a lot on defense. Um, you know, I mean, it's easily noticed um, our defensive issues once we lost some people over these last few weeks. And our numbers over there have been dramatically different. So um, I do think we're better than – I've said all along, this is our best roster of the three years of collection of talent, but it does not mean it will be the best team. So we're still, we're still coming together. I know that sounds crazy this late in the year, but um, with so many pieces, and I don't know, I think it says in there 55% or something of the team's new, something like that. So I mean, hopefully we, we keep moving up. I know you've talked about this before. Obviously, your father was a legendary NFL defensive coordinator. You coached with Pete Carroll. But it seems like Nick Saban, Please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Nick Saban has had more of an impact on the way that you coach now than maybe Carol or even your dad did. Is that accurate? If so, why do you think that is? I think that's probably just later in the career. It's fresher coming off of it. Um, so, you know, being there the three years, I was with Coach Carroll for six years and you know, my dad forever. So um, I think that's more just because it was the latest part and he took a lot of um, – how that was done, and then that was done in the SEC in this region. You know, the way coach did it and stuff. So I think that's more just a combination of those two things. Kind of touched on your opening statement, but how did you kind of see the team, the guys respond after having that week, and just knowing what's kind of ahead of them the rest of November? I mean, I'm sure it sounds crazy. We don't sit and talk about Bama Week and all that that everybody else in the country seems to do. Um, you know, we got a lot of things to work on to get better. And it really doesn't matter. It matters that you do things really well. That's how you win games. Um, so <clears throat> I didn't notice anything different. But <clears throat> I'm glad I didn't because that's not how we train them um, because we don't want to be a program like that. You know, oh, we get up for these games, but we don't for these. You know, that's what I get mad at our fans for doing. So we're not supposed to do that. I know last year Will Anderson was a really big emphasis. I imagine he would be again this year. Just what makes him such a, a, a great player from your perspective? I think he's just such a com unique combination of speed and power. Um, you know, he reduces down and plays on guards, um, which is very unusual. And then he speed rushes and he drops too. So, you know, that really doesn't seem to happen now as much. That was kind of the old 3 4 um, outside backer and then reduce. But uh, he still does that. So it's just really a unique combination. And he plays with relentless effort. I heard you talk about it on the teleconference Wednesday about all the Auburn smoke and all the reports. I know you're on social media too, so I'm sure you see it everywhere. And I know you said you're very comfortable here. But I mean, the players see that stuff kind of too. Did you have any conversations with them about all that smoke, any reassurances, and what that, that kind of process been like? I, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong for that. Just never have. Um, you know, our players we treat this like, you know, we tell them pro mindset. We're here to work and get better every day and worry about what we can control. So uh, we don't even talk about that. Questions? From, uh, I know, you know, we're talking about saving and, and all this stuff. I've read it. But from, like, a pure football perspective on, like, rosters and, and that type well, I mean, that kind of gets into a lot of game planning and stuff, but I mean, these guys have great players and great schemes. Um, 
that's not the typical rat poisoning they do. I mean, you look at the draft every year and you'll see it again this year, you know, and um, not often that you got to return Heisman Trophy winner and the best player in the country, you know, on the, at positions where one touches the ball every down and the other one's lined up really close to the quarterback. So uh, those are really the two best positions to have the best players at. So um, you got to do everything right in order to, to beat these guys. You got to coach really well, play really well, win situations, manage things, take risks. You know, um, there's a reason why they're the best over time, you know, what they do. And again, we're talking about when they played them, two of the hottest teams in the country, on the road in two of the hardest environments to play, and they were one-play games, or we're talking about, you know, really if they win those two, then they're both the number one team in the country coming in here. Lane uh, Gibbs, their running back, and transferred in. It didn't seem to be your atypical bruising power running back, but terrific speed, more like a chain maybe from a &E. You don't change anything particularly for him, do you? Yeah, great player, um, you know, really dynamic in what he does and gives you issues and, like I said, not, you know, old school, but really their offense isn't either. So he really fits into what their offense is because that's not the old Alabama offense from years ago either. Um, you know, he's not the big bruising back that from a long time ago. So um, Bryce certainly isn't the physical stature of the old school quarterback. So I think it just fits in really well with what they do. Anything else for Coach? Lane, what did you specifically do during the bye week? How did, how did you kind of spend it? What were you up to? Uh, I did some recruiting, went to a couple different places, um, as well as our staff, and then uh, had a chance to see Knox play a game, um, and then got back yesterday. So, And that maybe sounds strange because they won the Super Bowl, so why they still played. But it was a regional game, and they got knocked out by this all-star team from Arizona, so they didn't play very well. How did he do, though, individually? Uh, he was okay. Their, their team really was out outperformed. I mean, I don't – they got to check birth certificates. I mean, these guys were supposed to be in eighth grade. Like, and, and I kept saying to Knox, and I'm like, there's not a chance these guys are in, are in eighth grade from Arizona. I mean, these guys looked like they were in 11th, 12th grade, so – I don't know. They got to check the check the birth certificates, which I said the same thing when I went and watched the eighth graders here play against Tupelo, that Tupelo team, and those guys look like they're 20 years old too. So, all right, guys. That was Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin with the media talking about Alabama. Had a nice little shot to Paul Feinbaum, talking about Nick Saban, rat poison, exactly what you would expect game week for Ole Miss and Alabama as the Rebels get ready to take on the Crimson Tide. We appreciate you being part of the show. Reminder, we've got the Mike and Shea show coming up in the later part of that, latter part of the week. Um, of course, that's Shea Hodge and Mike Espy giving all their expertise on what they're going to expect from the upcoming game against Alabama. Also, excited to be joined by Drew DeArmond. Another show we'll be giving to you later on the week on the Believe It On Miss Podcast Network. Drew, of course, is with ESPN Radio and also does a ton with Tider Insider. And we'll also get his, uh, his thoughts on Nick Saban, how recruiting's going, and what's going on with this football team, breaking it down, and what you guys can expect to see from both Alabama on offense and on defense. We're excited that Debbie Johnson's our title and presenting sponsor here on the Believe It On Miss podcast. You can get her at any time at 
689-0090. Debbie Johnson's our real estate agent here on the Believe in a Miss podcast. She can be your real estate agent today. Just give her a call. She's with Kessinger Real Estate, one of the most recognized real estate agents in the state of Mississippi. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe in a Miss podcast. Also, bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Bet online where the game starts. Use that promo code Believe, B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again, everybody, for downloading the show, listening to the show. We're excited about coming into your homes each and every week and uh, continue to grow. If you'd like to be a sponsor on the show, just shoot us a direct message at BradLoganCOTE. We'd love to get you with all the information that you need, let you know how you can be a part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast family. Thanks, everybody. Look forward to seeing you later on the week. It's Ole Miss in Alabama kicking off on Saturday. Fought Hemingway Stadium at 2.30. Expect a raucous environment, beautiful weather, and college football in the great state of Mississippi. Look forward to talking to you soon right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe in podcast with your host brad logan download the show on apple podcasts google play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on twitter at brad logan c-o-t-e and at believe podcasts as well as facebook brad logan media from the vaunt to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.